welcome back one and all to my show, Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Episode 12. Excited to have you guys all here as we have some great things happening. At Denny Thinks He Knows, we got a brand new table that arrived that fits the brand new boom swing arm. That fits the brand new road mic. So yeah, things are just uh, leveled up for us, okay, at Denny Thinks He Knows. And we're excited to bring you that high quality you, our amazing listeners. Wow. Uh, so many fun things going on in sports. I'm not going to waste any time. First up, in first up, we have the NFL. And first up in the NFL, we have the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week, guys. Super Bowl week, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Uh, talk about anxiety. I do not want to see, if you know me and you know my show, you know I don't want to see Tommy Boy get his seventh ring, okay? I have good belief that Patrick Mahomes and company will win back-to-back championships. But, hey, it's not going to be over till I fully stress eat through my whole kitchen <laughs> in the fourth quarter and watch that thing uh, go to uh, zeros across uh, the clock and know that it is completely over. In the meantime, though, Patrick, I want to tell you, if you are listening to this, if you do beat Tom Brady, we'll just say when you beat Tom Brady, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. <laughs> Seriously, though, e- Eli Manning is a really good friend of mine, if he knows it or not, from his two times that he knocked Tom Brady out of the Super Bowls. So definitely go Chiefs this week. Guys, Matthew Stafford got trade- traded to the Los Angeles Rams. For two first-round draft picks, I believe a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. Now, this totally changes the dynamic of the offense for the Los Angeles Rams, giving them a very potent passing game now. I mean, Stafford is one of the very best arms in the National Football League. It was just a matter of, you know, offensive line or, you know, just things not clicking in Detroit. I'm excited to see what he does for the Rams. And you pair that with a great defense led by Aaron Donald. I mean, you got to think that the Rams are going to be right up there as one of the top contenders of the league next year. We'll see what they do this offseason. They don't have any first-round draft picks for a while, so, you know, I don't know what they're going to do so much in the draft, but excited to see what they do, you know, if they can make any more uh, signings, trades, you know it, you name it, this offseason. And, uh... See what happens. But meanwhile, in Detroit, very interesting stuff going on. Jared Goff goes over there. I don't know why you would keep Jared Goff on your team. If you're rebuilding, if you're not rebuilding, maybe give it a shot with Jared Goff. You know, he went to the Super Bowl. Didn't do great in the Super Bowl, but, you know, at times he showed that he could be a promising quarterback. But if you're Detroit, I'm letting Jared Goff go in a trade. I'm I'm getting more first-round picks. I'm finding myself a whole new identity to the Detroit Lions. A whole new chapter for them. Time will tell. We'll revisit that later. But wow, what a trade in the NFL this week. Jason Witten, by the way, he retires. Great career. Had a fantastic career with the Cowboys. Is going to retire a Cowboy. Uh, Of course, played this past season with the Las Vegas Raiders. So we wish Jason Witten a happy retirement. And lastly, Ben Roethlisberger, guys. I I have to touch on this again. 
He's going to be the Steelers' starting quarterback in 2021. And as a matter of fact, he may even get extended and and play uh, two, three more seasons. So the talk of every single quarterback, you know, being available, such as like Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, any draft picks. Guys, if we draft a quarterback, that's one thing, you know, but I don't see us uh, moving on from Ben. I don't see Ben moving on from the Steelers anytime soon. I think, personally, he even said it's not about money, so, you know, I'm sure that that contract will get figured out. Jay Glazer even believes that he's going to keep throwing until his arm falls off. So, have confidence that, you know, Ben can still play football. Ben wasn't the only issue when the wheels came falling off. Okay, we need wide receivers, which we do have, that are going to catch the ball. We need a running game that's going to be more consistent. Play calls that aren't the easiest. There was a report out that there was multiple NFL players, sources saying that the Steelers were the easiest team to prepare for every single week. That can't be the case, guys. I mean, at least be one of the hardest ones or a hard team to prepare for, but one of the easiest or the easiest? No, can't happen. Of course, Randy Fickner has departed. Matt Canada is the new offensive coordinator, but we need creative play calls. We need a whole new dynamic when it comes to the running game. So play calls from the offensive line, creating those holes to a, a draft pick. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do, man, but you got to revamp that running game. I think it'll come through the draft. And then defense, man. The, the wheels kind of fell off with that defense. We We need, I mean... Didn't help when Bud Dupree went down, Devin Bush. Um, but we we definitely need to turn the page with the Steelers, and Roethlisberger will be on that next chapter with us, at least, in my opinion, for the next two more years. And that's right. I, I believe he's at least going to stick around for two more years. I don't think it's even it's so much of a case of 2021. He's hungry. He is hungry. And I don't think one year is going to – is going to do that much for the hunger. All right, guys, that is it for the NFL this week, that is. Um, heading right on over to Major League Baseball and Wowzers. Baseball continues to get cooking every single week now. It feels like there's there, – we went from kind of twiddling our thumbs to, like, you better pay attention or you're going to miss uh, – we're like 30 baseball players just signed – any given week, I have to start off by patting my own back. Uh, Nelson Cruz has re-signed with the Twins. I did say last week that that was my one lock. I believe that was going to happen, and it happened. Dustin Pedroia retires. Even though I'm not a Boston fan, hats off to Dustin. That guy was really good in his prime and helped the Red Sox bring in multiple championships. Eddie Rosario signs with my Cleveland Indians. How exciting is that? I mean, the guy, in my opinion, he reminds me a lot of Francisco Lindor, a guy that can hit 270, a guy that can hit 25, 30, 35 homers, a guy that can actually hold his own day in and day out at his position. I mean, yeah, he's not a shortstop, and yeah, he's not a superstar name, but the 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 quality of the player is right there. I am so excited with this addition, and I think between bringing in Rosario, 
and having Cesar Hernandez back, the Indians are not in a rebuild, guys. And I think they're actually really balanced throughout the entire three facets of bullpen, starting rotation, and lineup. So we'll see if they add anyone else, but I like what they're doing so far. Carlos Rondon uh, signs with the Chicago White Sox, strengthening their bullpen. Uh, they do lose Alex Colome, who goes to the Minnesota Twins. A great closer, as the Twins, I'm sure, are very elated to have a guy that is pretty lights out when it comes to the ninth inning. Uh, Nolan Arnato signs with the St. Doesn't sign. He gets traded to the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. I mean, is that electrifying in baseball? And the big question mark was, when is he going to opt out? You know, the Rockies were just ready to move on. And now Nolan just said that he wants to stick around with St. Louis for a long time. Guys, him and Goldschmidt on the corners, that's trouble for a lot of teams. Great defense from, from both but that lineup, no thanks. And you got to face both those guys. And they're building a nice little uh, team around that nucleus. The Cardinals are a team to look out for, man. As, as the Cubs are trying to see what, what's going on with the, themselves. You know, you got the Reds trying to figure it out. Brewers trying to figure it out. I don't know, guys. I, I like the Cardinals a lot. So time will tell in that division. But it's going to be very interesting. Uh, we have Adam Wainwright, speaking of Cardinals, coming back for his 17th season. Uh, it's safe to say, I think, that he's feeling pretty good about coming back and where this team's at. For one to give it a go at, at uh, season number 17. Chris Archer resigns with the Tampa Bay Rays. And Colton Wong signs with the Milwaukee Brewers. So there you guys have it. Those are some of the biggest highlights signings free agent signings this week um my prediction my lock for this week marcel azuna uh is going to sign with the toronto blue jays that's my prediction i've been right before i've been wrong before take it as you will but i'm feeling pretty good with azuna heading over to the blue jays they need that bat and he needs a new home and the majors, and I think he will find it with them. Wow, a lot of good stuff going on in baseball this week. Looking forward to continuing to see how the offseason unfolds. There's a lot of moving pieces, and the puzzle is starting to become very clear what these teams on paper are going to look like. Alrighty, guys, that wraps it on up for the Major League Baseball portion of First Up. Heading right on over to the NBA. And so excited. We have so many great things happening on the podcast today. Um, like, for example, this brand new, special, never been heard before announcement. We have a new NBA correspondent, everybody. And I think you all know who I'm talking about. Drum roll. It's Mitchell Mack. Mitchell Mack, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. I am you know, I'm glad that this is this has come to this. You know, at first I was just like a random guest, and now I'm part of the team. It just feels I'm part right. Of the team, it does. It does. When you know, you know. <laughs> you know, when you know, you know. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys! And we're we're actually being quite the trailblazers right now because we're doing a segment within a segment. 
Oh kind of goodness. mind-blowing. Segmentception, as they might say. That's what they're saying, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the scientists are saying. I, I don't know. We have this segment already called First Up, obviously. We're introducing a new one. It's called Three Pointers. See what we did there with Mitchell Mack. Three mm. Pointers with Mitchell Mack. Mitchell, you take it away. We're, we're now on your gravy train. Oh, this gravy train, this is saucy. But it gets saucy. <laughs> so three things I'm talking about. First thing I'm talking about, my NBA All-Star picks. Everyone loves the All-Star game, I feel like. I feel like, uh, I don't know about the MLB, but I do know that in the NFL, the Pro Bowl is kind of like, everyone kind of hates it. And the players are like, I don't want to play. I could die. And in the All-Star game, I feel like it's definitely picked up traction, especially recently when they had like team captains and they were like, all right, I'm going to pick you. I'm going to pick you. I'm going to pick you. It got a lot more competitive. I freaking love it. I love the All-Star game. So I'm picking my starting five from the East and the West. Let's go from the East. I feel like the East front court is pretty obvious. So I got Kevin Durant starting, right? Dude's got 30 points, five assists, seven rebounds. He's the best player on one of the best teams in the East. He's a lock. You know, like every played basically has been an all-star. Next up, Joel Embiid. This guy, 28 points, three assists, 11 boards. But that's not the most impressive thing. This dude right now is in talks for MVP and defensive player of the year, right? Dang. And like his 76ers are killing it. And interesting stat for you, as of right now, they are still undefeated when he and Seth Curry play together. I got Joel Embiid. I want him on my Next team. Up. Oh, dude, who would? Next up, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. 27 points, 5 assists, 11 boards, and his year compared to last year has been a little underwhelming. He's down on pretty much everything, but he's still Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's still one of the best players in the NBA, even if he's slightly down in his boards and his points. You know, they still have the best offense in the league, uh, and they're freaking killing it. They're the third seed. Got to go with it. Uh, the guards in the East is where it gets a little more confusing for me. So one of my guards, I got Bradley Beal of the Ooh. Washington Wizards. Smooth. I know. It's, it, it's, it might be a little controversial because his, his Wizards are in dead last. Like, they're last place in the East right now. So but I know the shooting, people, on the other hand. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. 35 points. He's leading the league in scoring. And, like, I feel like with the all-star game stats should matter more than how well your team is playing. Like I feel like the all NBA teams, I feel like that's when you're like, well, if he's on a losing team, he can't be an all NBA player, but you know, it's, it's the all-star game and, and he should be rewarded for being the bright spot on a terrible team. So I got Bradley Beal. And then for my other guard, I have Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. He's getting, 26 points a game, three boards, uh, five, sorry, three assists, five boards. And like the thing about the Celtics is it could have been him. It could have been Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum is technically a forward. And so I feel like, you know, he's not better than any of the forwards I mentioned. And Jalen Brown is pretty much just as good as him. Uh, and interesting fact, they have a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense right now. And I think that's a huge part to Jalen Brown because he's incredible on offense. He can take over and on the defensive end, he can stop like anybody. Makes a lot um, of sense. Yeah. So those are my, those are my guys from the East. Okay. Uh, and the thing about the East, I had to take out 
Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Zach Levine, Colin Sexton, and Malcolm Brogdon. Like all those guys, I feel like are good enough to where they could start. Like, especially like, you know, I mean, you know how good Colin Sexton is right now. Exactly. Killing it. But they not a bad it. bench. Not a bad not bench. A, not all. a bad bench. Any uh any uh any yays, any nays for my for my starters in the east? I'm taking everybody that you just said. It makes a lot of sense. Ooh. Ooh, all right, then you know what? Let's there's not a single nay in this stable. <laughs> not a single nay. We got the West coming up. We're gonna go with the front court first. This guy, I feel like he's an obvious pick. He is a front runner for the MVP. He runs one of the best offenses in the league. He's crazy right now. Nikola Jokic, aka you know this, uh the joker. The joker. That's right. <laughs> Coming in at, he's got 26 points, eight assists, four center, which is crazy, 11 boards. And the other night, he had a crazy game against the best center in the league, Rudy Gobert. I got to read these stats. He had 47 points. He had 12 rebounds. He had five assists. And get this, he shot 65% from the field and 100% from three-point range. Holy smokes. And he had, yeah, and he had the best defender, arguably the best defender in the league on him. You got to have him in there. Got to have him in. No joke. Next up, no joke. No joke for the Joker. <laughs> Next up, we got the King. We got LeBron James. This is obvious, folks. LeBron James. He's, he's been doing this since he was a baby. He's been doing. I think this is his 18th season. I believe this will be his 16th start as a All Star. Like, come on, it's nuts. I, I I don't need to. I don't need to go into LeBron James. We all know. So, number three on my forwards, you'll like this. I got the claw, aka Kawhi Leonard. Ooh. I know he's your guy. I know he's your pick for MVP. I like that coming in, and and it could have been Paul George, but I feel like Kawhi is more important to the team, just slightly. Like you know, not like a head above, uh, but all of his numbers are slightly better. And get this, both he and Paul George, they're averaging fifty percent from the floor, forty percent from free throw line. Uh, sorry, forty percent from free free throw range, and. What what am I saying? Fifty percent from the field, forty percent three pointers, ninety percent from the free throw line. There we go. The fifty forty ninety club, rare air, very rare air. And so I got him in there. Any any uh, any disagreements? No, and and you know you ended you ended very strong for me. <laughs> with the claw, with the claw, and then with my guards, we got two guard spots. This was kind of a tough one. So I had three guys to choose from, in my opinion. It was it was Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Damian Lillard. In the end, I went with Steph and Luka. Uh, to Makes me, sense. Steph is a lock. So, yeah, to me, Steph is a lock because, you know, he's one of the most exciting players in the history of the NBA. Super fun to watch. You, you need him in an all-star game. And his team isn't super great. They're the ninth seed. But he's still playing amazing basketball. And, yeah, I chose Luka. Honestly, I think I just like Luka a little more. Uh, and I, I like the Dallas Mavericks more, but I love Damian Lillard. Uh, so Damian Lillard is like a very close second, but I got Luka in there, even though his team is atrocious, but that's not his fault. You know, he's not the GM. He's just their point guard. So not his fault at all. So there we go, folks. Hey, it's not. He doesn't we, control that. We appreciate it, Mitchell. We, I think, you know what? I think the, the All-Star game's in great hands if both starting fives look like that. But I'm almost more interested to see what those benches will do in the second, third quarter. Yeah. That, that'll be actually yeah. a lot of fun to see because there's just as much talent, in my opinion, just maybe not stardom names, if you will, but talent is oh, definitely I, there on I the mean, bench. 
Definitely. And, and, you know, you'll have guys like, like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert coming off the bench uh, from the Utah Jazz who have the best record in the NBA right now. Incredible. You know, it's like, like that's how good these, these all-stars are. So that was, that was, that was pointer number one. Okay. 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 Pointer number two. So, yeah. So that was a yeah. nice little free throw for you. Pointer like number it. two time for time for a nice little left-handed layup. Oh, with a little jelly on this bad boy. So I like it. So we're talking about all-star weekend, right? Yeah. And I think I, I, I really enjoy all-star weekend. You know, the day before the big game, you have the three point contest dunk contest. That's right. The, the skills challenge. And like, I enjoy that every now and then, but I think they need to change Denny. Let's hear it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the people want. The people want a one-on-one NBA all-star weekend contest. It's what we want. And we need to give the people I want what it, they want. Dude, I, I, I want it so bad. I've written out the rules for, <laughs> for how it would go down. I'll, I'll, I'll make this as quick as possible. So 16 <laughs> players enter, right? right? 16 guys. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a guard forward because this league is so like flowy with positions. It doesn't it, matter. It's just so, alpha versus alphas. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you're Chris Paul or Nikola Jokic. You know what? If you go up against him, you go up against him. Big whoop. So I like it. first round, you play to seven points. We're doing okay. two pointers and three pointers. It's like okay. NBA scoring. And so uh, the way it's played, loser take it. So if we're playing against each other, I score. It's now your ball. Because I feel like in a game to seven, if it's make it, take it, that could be over like super quick. Very fast. Uh, exactly. And so second round, you got eight players. Now they're playing to 11 points instead of seven points. Same rules, twos and threes, loser take. Third round, you got four players playing to 15 points. Exact same rules, twos and threes, loser take. And then the fourth round, you got two players left. They're playing to 21. It's twos and threes. This time, it's make it, take it. <laughs> that's right we're getting a little saucy now so if damian okay, lillard gets hot you know and he's shooting threes you better guard him from the three-point line because he can get nine points in like two seconds Quick. and uh the only other rule i think i would implement would be to cap the games like make sure that no one-on-one game goes past like five minutes or something sure uh and have like an eight second shot clock because i feel like for the fans and for the players like you don't want to have them playing too much you know, like you don't yeah. want the first game to go on for like 20 minutes. Like that'll be, that'll really take the energy out of the room. So, so that is, a, that's my opinion. I mean, I, I think it would kill. And I, I think if it was like every other year, there would be a lot of hype for it. Hey, I'm just putting this out there. We don't know Mitchell where this podcast goes. When, when I hit that old post and publish button, it's, it's out in the universe. Someone somewhere may hear this, and hey. as soon as next year, we may be seeing one-on-one basketball being played, and you wonder where we're going to reference to, right here. Maybe, uh, maybe LeBron James listens to Denny thinks he knows. Maybe, uh, maybe Adam Silver listens to Denny thinks he knows. And I and I think Mitchell knows. I think Mitchell knows. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know. Fact. <laughs> All oh right, my so gosh. And, got, and our third pointer. Exactly. Yeah, we got our we got our free throw. We got a left-handed layup. Now we yeah. got a nice step back three. Earlier in the podcast, or yeah. like a few episodes ago, I was talking about how, like, I don't know how the Nets are gonna do. I don't know. Kyrie Irving, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Chemistry. And uh I was so wrong. 
<laughs> I was so wrong. The Nets are incredible right now. James Harden is getting triple doubles out of the wazoo. Kevin Durant is having one of his most efficient scoring seasons of all time. Kyrie Irving, he goes with the flow. If he needs to get 40 points one night, he'll get 40 points. If he needs to only get 20 points, he gets 20. If he needs to be a pass first guy, you know, it seems like Kyrie, you know how I was talking about, you need to have a guy to sacrifice. Yeah. It seems like Kyrie is that guy. But with that, he also gets a lot of freedom and he gets a lot of versatility and he's not like, hey, I don't need the ball. I don't need to score this way, but I can. And so yeah. when, I, when I do need to hit those clutch threes or when I do need to hit that crazy Euro step layup, I will do it. Uh, but if James needs to or if KD needs to, that's fine. And I'm loving it. I, I'm really enjoying how much they're proving me and everyone else wrong. It is, uh, I mean, I think since James Harden has joined, they have. Uh, the best offense of all time while also having the worst defense of all time. <laughs> and so it's, it's pretty wild. I don't know how well that will last in the playoffs. Like I know they're trying to get a trade in there for another player, like a defensive player, but. Sure. Well, right yeah. now it seems like the only person that really wants to sacrifice on that team is team defense mm, that's, amen. The, that's the sacrificial <laughs> that is. player right there but, but you know it, what I mean? when you can score like 140 points what does it matter yeah it, if yeah. you give up 135 <laughs> exactly yeah your other player like the other team might do really well but you're gonna do slightly better hey i mean it's a cr- it's a crazy formula but it's it's not the worst one out there no definitely like, not like I like where you're coming from with that. I mean, chemistry still has a long ways to go. I feel like heading into the playoffs, like we, oh, yeah. that's where I think teams really start to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they can add a, you know, a couple defensive pieces or one, at least in there that, um, you know, at least kind of gives a little bit more balance. Yeah. I, I really, I think, you know, they have a, as great a shot as any to get to the finals. Um, my, my one concern is that, uh, or my, my one note, I should say, they cannot trade Joe Harris. Yeah. And like, he may not be a guy that a lot of people have heard of. He's basically like a spot up three point shooter, uh, but, but he's more than that. Um, but he is integral to the team. He's kind of like a mini Clay Thompson. Like you don't need to dribble a lot to score a lot. Like he'll just run around, set screens, run off screens, jump shoot. And I feel like if they trade him for a, for someone like for a defensive center or something like i don't know could be ugly he's the mashed potatoes to the thanksgiving plate dude he is you need you need those mash where are you without mashed potatoes it, it ties the whole plate together okay if we're going with this real quick indulge me what are who who are kevin durant and james harden and Kyrie irving on this thanksgiving dinner <laughs> I, like I, I, I assume kevin durant is the turkey right like yeah katie's katie's the full-blown turkey okay but, but now here's where people are probably i may get some nays on this i don't know when thinking about james harden i think it's pretty clear to see that you got your green bean casserole my personal take wow you know what you know what you say green bean casserole i was gonna say stuffing i was gonna say he's the stuffing well and i oddly <laughs> enough I, and i'm not just saying because you mentioned it just now kyrie irving would be stuffing oh I, I didn't even know what kyrie irving would be I, a part of it was like maybe cranberry sauce 
you know, but I'm like, I feel like he's more important than cranberry sauce, but I feel like he has that like mysteriousness of cranberry sauce, you know? But if we're going down this rabbit hole, he keeps the tradition of, like you just said, having that big three, having that ability to sacrifice at any time or be Mm. able to step up when you're done with your turkey and mash, Mm. you know, you got stuffing and it's still... (laughs) It reminds you of Thanksgiving. The first bite, you're like, it's probably the end of November. You're probably not thinking July. Mm-mm. And when he, when he steps onto the court, you're thinking like traditional basketball player. Mm. You know he what? Can, he can shoot. He can pass. He can do it all. Is, he can I, do it all. It's a really weird rabbit hole that I'm tangling myself in right now. You know, he's, he, he's the best. He, he's the best finisher maybe of all time. Is is so is stuffing, is or should he be a dessert? Mm. Well, maybe maybe we carry this conversation into next week oh there's joe harris oh, oh my goodness <laughs> yeah well actually no we going all the way back to joe harris it's the mashed potatoes all right we're he does it we're, we're wrapping we're wrapping that up guys i i hope you followed along with that that was a long twisty road but well worth it on that gravy train on the gravy train (laughs) all righty um well that wraps up the whole first segment of first up mitchell you know what that means second that emotion wow that was literally music to all of our ears in your ears (laughs) that was sound going to your face holes folks wow (laughs) um so in second that emotion guys we're going to be covering of course fantasy football and basketball this is the last week for fantasy football so we've had a fun Uh... time i know it's a big bummer here at denny thinks he knows we've enjoyed it i've won some cool ones i hope that others have won some cool ones along the way this is your last chance all those cool ones to win some cool ones so in the big super bowl roster i'm gonna kick things off quarterback i'm going patrick mahomes the guy owns the kansas city royals and he may start even just straight up owning the nfl pretty soon i mean won his super bowl last year Uh, i think he's on his way to a back-to-back championship he's gonna have a heck of a game i'm calling four touchdowns well and after after the super bowl he could be owning tom brady very soon as well i don't mind that you know (laughs) i i think the best way to knock off the goat is by the whole goat farm you're now the goat that's what i gotta say about that (laughs) running back i have daryl williams this guy you know what i didn't really think much of his ability at the beginning of the playoffs just with ceh coming back and Le'Veon bell there but this guy kind of just, they keep saying they're riding the hot hand. Well, the guy's hands are boiling hot at this point. Keep it going. I'm feeling a touchdown in about 100 yards. Two catches in there. He's going to have a game. Um, if you're keeping track, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good with this score right about now for, uh, for Kansas City. Uh, wide receivers, uh, I am going Godwin uh, from Tampa Bay. Um, Chris Godwin, I think, is going to have himself a game. I'm, I'm thinking two touchdowns from Tom Brady. Uh, wide receiver as well. I'm going Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill from, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's going to be um, benefiting from all those touchdowns as well from Mahomes, at least getting one of those, if not two. And Travis Kelsey, tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs, rounding that out with 
at least one, if not two touchdowns. We'll see what happens. But that's a great, great lineup. I hope that wins you some money. Some big Speaking, ones. Some some big ones, some cool <laughs> ones. What whatever you want it to be. I hope it's there for you. Mm, just get some of those ones. Put an <laughs> adjective in front of it and then make it a one. <laughs> make it a make it a crusty one. I don't know about that. All right. We're heading on over to the NBA's fantasy side of things. And Mitchell, uh, we'd love to, of course, pick your brain. Um, being our NBA correspondent, um, last week we had you as uh, Luca for point guard, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal for shooting guard, mm-hmm. Giannis for point, uh, power forward, KD mm-hmm. for um, small forward, mm-hmm. uh, Nikola, you know, the Joker for center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Embiid for one of your bench spots, Damian Lillard mm-hmm. for one of your bench spots, and mm-hmm. Andre Drummond for one of your utility bench spots. Anything you change in this week? Are you keeping it samesies? You know, uh, there's a lot of trade talk with Andre Drummond, with the drumster, with the drumminator. Uh, so you might want to watch out on putting him with stuff. I think Jared Allen is I, – I know Jared Allen is getting the start for the Cavs. Uh, they have like 50,000 centers right now, and I know he's on the trade market. I think he's going to have a buyout with the uh, Cavs, might join the Nets on like a really small contract to try and win a championship or something. So just just be wary of Andre Drummond because uh, he might not get a lot of playing time. So, I mean, if you can, I mean, obvious fix, LeBron James. He's a forward. Okay, okay. Put that guy in there. But uh, but yeah, I I would just be I would be wary of that. And and if he goes to the Nets, his scoring numbers are gonna go to zero. Like he could get twenty rebounds in a game, but he would get at most like ten points in a game. So I hear you. So watch out. Makes a lot of sense what you just said. I think you should, of course, be wary with throwing Andre Drummond in there when there's smoke, there's fire, and right <laughs> now it is burning it's in the trade rumor. Okay. <laughs> all right guys well that just about does it as well for second that emotion um Mitchell, that emotion. oh sweet sweet melodies to my ears that was for you denny's mom <laughs> oh, well there we go that that just happened guys that's pretty cool <laughs> all right um mitchell it's been a lot of fun as always we're looking forward to having you back next week and forever (laughs) forever till death do us part (laughs) um but uh thanks for being on today and uh yeah we'll see you again next week dude of course i'm glad to be officially a part of denny thinks he knows basketball correspondent mitchell mack Alrighty, guys, that was so much fun with Mitchell. Mitchell, we always love having you on. And now you're our, our NBA correspondent, so we will literally see you forever. <laughs> As this podcast will last forever. I am determined about that. Alrighty, guys, and we're heading right on over to Last Straw. Oh my gosh, guess who decided to pop in? Adam Sandler. Adam, how are you? Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, 
I really like what uh, what you're doing with the show and uh, uh, I just see you man had to drop in holy holy too. Oh, I really appreciate that, man. Uh, hey, Super Bowl, who you picking? I gotta go with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. I hey, how you doing? Who you, who'd you just say hello to? I just, don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think they're gonna take the cake. Okay, and uh, hey, your New York Knicks are looking really good. Yeah, it feels really good. A lot of years of uh, people saying, "Hey, you see, man." What's about your New York Knicks? I stink. Who be doing you? And, uh, you know, it just really got really frustrating really fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally know what you mean. But, um, hey, uh, really great, you know, having you on. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to get going now. So I had a fun time here. But, uh, yes, man has to go to sleep now. Who be doing you? Oh, and uh, he already left. Okay. Well, guys, that was Adam Sandler. Really fun having him on he's always uh you don't know what to expect but uh (laughs) we're we're really uh fortunate that he stopped by he's welcome to stop by anytime all righty and now we're off to last straw last straw guys i gotta mention uh it's i'm gonna cut right to the chase funny enough that mitchell was talking about this earlier a little bit it's the pro bowl guys I am not a fan of the NFL's attempt at the Pro Bowl. The closest I enjoyed it was growing up as a kid, knew, knowing that it was AFC versus NFC. At least, and I understand Mitchell's take too with like, you know, it's kind of fun to kind of like, you know, pick the teams and such. Um, you know, but I just, I don't know, man. I uh, I just really don't like how there's no legiancy to the AFC or NFC anymore. I don't like their attempt this past week. I don't know if you guys knew about this, but there was some dumb Madden like bracket showdown this past Sunday. And that was their Pro Bowl. I didn't even pay attention to it and let's just let's just organize it, guys. I just I feel like things are so unorganized. And I know they didn't want to play this year because of, you know, the pandemic. Totally understand. But when they do regroup again, AFC versus NFC. And you know what? Follow baseball. Follow their all-star rules, okay? Winner, here's my proposal. I like Mitchell's proposal earlier. I'm going to have one on my own. Winner gets to have the Super Bowl played at rather the AFC or NFC. And whoever gets the whoever actually wins the Pro Bowl not only gets the stadium at said conference's stadium, you also get the coin toss. So, I mean, unless there's a better proposal out there, I'd love to even hear it if you want to drop an email. Why not you automatically don't you don't even coin toss in the Super Bowl. That's what you're playing for in the in the Pro Bowl. So, if I'm in the Pro Bowl, yeah, I want to. And I want to win. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I want to win. I have a chance that this darn thing could actually be held at an AFC stadium. In which the biggest benefit to that is it could actually be my coin toss one. I can already tell you right now, a year out. Hey, 
we're going to defer <laughs> to the second half. We want the ball in the second half. I just feel like put something on the on the line. There's nothing at the li- on the line, and it's just sloppy, and no one really cares, and, it, and we're all bummed out that we weren't in the Super Bowl, and other teams are bummed out because they're picking high in the draft for the you know fifth straight year. I don't know. Just make it more competitive. That's my biggest. That's my last straw. My biggest complaint. Make it more competitive. That's my pitch. I'll hear anyone else's. I hope. The NFL is listening to us as we try to change the game. We're a bunch of game changers o- over here at Denny Thinks He Knows, and you all are too, my amazing listeners. All right, guys, that's been my time. That's been my show. I, g- I hope you guys have a great week. No questions this week. Uh, so, hey, as a reminder, glasserdenny at gmail.com or find me on any of the social media sites, platforms. I'd love to take your questions, and I'd even more so I'd love to answer them. All right. I hope you guys have a great, safe week. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl next week and a whole lot more. Until next time, uh, bye-bye.